Welcome to the Eye Test, a fantasy football podcast for those who are tired of hearing boring stats all day. As always, I am your host, Bobby, and of course, I am joined by my good friends and co-host, John and Paul. This is episode 15, and this is our Get That Coin Out of My Face video. Basically, we're going to be talking about players that we think were maybe in your starting lineups, but now need to be put on the bench because they've been so shitty lately. So, John, I'm going to start with you. Who is your get that cone out of my face player from week 10? Yeah, these are definitely players that deserve a bench spot. But for me, like I, I still need to start them because it's just so hard for me to bench these players. But yeah, so that player is DeAndre Swift. And honestly, he could be benchable. But I don't know if I can do it, especially in my league where I own him in. I'm running so thin on players, I think I'm forced to start DeAndre Swift. But, I mean, we can talk about Dynasty here because that's where I own him in. I drafted him thinking I had a solid running back for years to come. And I drafted him like knowing that I'm probably getting him on the rise to his peak performance. And he's just not healthy, dude. Like, he's just not healthy. They're starting him. He's getting three carries a game. This is two weeks in a row now where they're doing that. And it's not the second time that's happened this season because in the beginning of the season, they were doing the same thing when he was playing. Then he goes on injury and he doesn't play at all, which was honestly the biggest stress reliever of everything because I knew I couldn't start him. Now I have to hope that he does well. And then I just get screwed every week. So I want to bench DeAndre Swift. I can't bench DeAndre Swift because then I have to start like Alexander Madison or A.J. Dillon over him. So I hate DeAndre Swift. I would rather the Lions just bench him for the rest of the season, give him a whole offseason to recover, and then come back next year healthy. But you know what? The Lions are not going to do that because they ruin careers. And honestly, DeAndre Swift to this point in his career hasn't really proven that he could stay healthy for an extended amount of time. So he may, he's honestly, I think everyone's kind of gotten about Christian McCaffrey being injury prone because he's been healthy all year. I feel like now the focus is on like DeAndre Swift being that like injury prone running back that you can't really rely on. But as we all know, it could change like that. As you said, maybe they actually decide to shut him down and he gets back to full health next year. But he hasn't been healthy all year, and it's obvious the way he's playing now and since he's sat out a few games as well. But, Paul, tell me you got someone good. Yeah, this one was actually a little tough for me to think up. So I have, like, a crazy one to end with. So I'll start with a more obvious one right now. And that is for all the Alec Pierce waiver wire hopefuls who oh. grabbed him after his two consistent weeks of having eight or nine, ten targets, whatever it was. That sucks now. And I considered starting Alec Pierce this week, but luckily I didn't. He threw up a donut. He got zero points. He had two targets, even with Matt Ryan back under the helm. And it just seems like with a new sheriff in town and Jeff Saturday, I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to look up and be like, who should I give the ball the most to on the Colts? It's Jonathan Taylor and then Michael Pittman. Those are your two clear-cut best offensive weapons. So Alec Pierce even took a third back seat to Paris Campbell this week, who had a surprising good game, nine targets. He, I forget exactly. I just literally had it. Yeah, so he had nine targets, seven catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown. So, yeah. 
Matt Ryan, who is usually throwing the ball all over the field, at least under Frank Reich. If you're an Alec Pierce owner, if you want to keep him as a flyer, if you want to keep him as maybe somebody who can pick up steam, he is a rookie. They spent a second round pick on him. But as of right now, he should be not even sniffing your starting lineup. And if there's a, a if there's like a Christian Watson on the waivers that you really liked, I know that the waivers have ended already, but say you picked up a Christian Watson, I would definitely start him over Alec Pierce this week. Get Alec Pierce out of my face right now. I just can't look at him. With Romeo Dobbs. Get Alec Pierce out of my face. Get that cone out of my face. But Guys, I was going to – I had two running backs for my get that coin out of my face, and now I'm afraid that I only have one because I just looked up some news on Sleeper, and Khalil Herbert has been put on IR. Oh, so What? Yep. And so I was going to have – No way. I was going to have David Montgomery as that get that coin out of my face, but it seems like that's not going to happen yet because – Khalil Herbert's going on IR, and now David Montgomery is going to be the RB1, unquestioned RB1 now in Chicago. So, David Montgomery, you're lucky that Khalil Herbert got hurt. Of course, we never root for injuries, but you got lucky on this one, David Montgomery. You did, Monko. So, I'm going to go right into my other one, and this is unquestioned. If you're starting this guy, you're definitely not making the playoffs at this point. And it's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He had a Great couple weeks, very touchdown dependent. We knew there would be the regression. We've talked about it. But this week, I think, was the low, and I think it's going to be more of what going forward. Of course, the Chiefs are always unpredictable, but this week, Clyde Edwards-Lair had a season low four snaps. Four. Quattro. (laughs) He... Wasn't the starter. Pacheco started in his place. McKinnon played... 37% of the snaps. And over his last four games, he's averaged a measly 5.4 points. The former first, he's a bust. The former first round pick of the Chiefs is an easy player that should be on your bench. And at this point, I don't want to call him a drop because I guess no one on the Chiefs is technically a drop with how good their offense is, but he's bordering that. At this point, he just looks, I mean, can't put up points if you're not getting the ball, obviously. Yeah. And let's just call Clyde Edwards Hilaire for what he is. And right now he's just not even a good handcuff. He's just a handcuff. That's all he is. If Mm -hmm. Pacheco or McKinnon, if something happens to those guys, like maybe you start Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but it's tough to see. Even then, like if, if Clyde Edwards Hilaire is the handcuff who becomes a starter, they're going to be like, okay, we're just not running the ball. Yeah. No, like that's it, the yeah. risky part. It's like you got to just stick with Mahomes and Kelsey on the Chiefs for the rest of the year. Maybe so, and Tony. Yeah. So can we make this actually like a Clyde Edwards Alaire fantasy funeral? We can. Yes. We can. Can we do a moment of silence for Clyde Edwards Alaire real quick? Amen. Okay. Good. That was good. Yeah, I think, I think honestly his fantasy now, like this was like his final like hurrah to maybe have fantasy relevance for the rest of his career and maybe not the rest of his career, but like to show people that he could be fantasy relevant and it's just not happening. I expect him to 
be borderline undraftable next year. Maybe you take a flyer on him in like the 15th round or whatever, something like that. But no more like top 10 rounds anymore. He's spent from in a, from a fantasy perspective. How many years ago is he drafted? Is his contract up yet? Is it, is he going to, is like he going to hit free agency next year? Is basically what I'm asking. Yeah, I think so. His third year. So he's he got one a, more year. Of first Chiefs. round draft pick. So don't you get like a fourth year option when you know you, I think you're guaranteed. You get like most of them at least get guaranteed four years with a fifth year player option. Oh, okay. So he'll be a chief next year unless traded this off season, which I mean, I can see the Ravens, happening. knowing the Ravens, will have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on our team in five years because we just love getting like <laughs> old. Yeah, <laughs> old. yeah, they're like, oh, a washed-up running back's on waivers. Yeah. Let's get him. <laughs> a washed-up first-round pick? We need you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, sorry, but Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, honestly, just drop him. I'm just going to fantasy funeral, and that's it. Not even get that coin out of my face. It's just a funeral for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Mm-hmm. But let's move on. John, do you have someone else that you want to get that cone out of my face? Yes, I drafted this guy to be my league winner. Not a flex player, but boy, is he putting up flex player numbers. And that is no other than Mike Evans on the Buccaneers. I thought he was going to just continue his spree. Of course, the one year that I draft Mike Evans, I do it on three out of six of my leagues. And he has the one year where he's probably not going to get a 1,000 yards. He has like a 10-point floor, which is fine if you're my third receiver. But when you're my top dog, dude, I don't want a floor for a wide receiver. I want to just be ceiling after ceiling. And Mike Evans just is not doing that. And with Chris Godwin back, Chris Godwin's definitely taking most of the volume. Jeff um, yeah, Jeff Dow Godwin. And I want more of a big play Evans, but big play Evans isn't really happening. He's not getting in the end zone like he was in the past. I will say Tom Brady is so back, dude, after now that he's single. And, dude, now that Giselle has a boyfriend. Dude, I saw that. Giselle has a boyfriend, dude. She was cheating on him. She was cheating on him. Tom Brady's winning the Super Bowl this year. You know that, right? A hundred percent, dude. And then he's going to choose to do the parade, like, on that street that she lives in. <laughs> I'm calling it, dude. No, dude, Just the float it. has to go by her house. It has yeah. to. Dude, honestly, so, John, what you said about Mike Evans, he still probably has a he still has a very good shot to eclipse a thousand yards. He's at six seventy one right now. Okay. Yeah, you're right. And with that extra game in this yeah, season, that's he the could big be thing. doing that. I just yeah. I feel like he's going down, so I think that that trend could change. You think the Bucks are starting to hit their stride? You think they're going to start maybe becoming the Bucks? Maybe they'll be somewhat reminiscent of the Bucks of last year. Yeah, yeah. I think the thing yeah. about Evans right now is his, he just can't get in the end zone. That's he the biggest week problem. One, he scored week one and he scored twice in week four, and hasn't sniffed it since. And a lot of that's due to the Bucks just like not playing good football until the last couple games after Tom's divorce. So I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. It's something to monitor. Again, Mike Evans has to start in that league because my <clears> team <throat> is it's so bad. Yeah, you got to start Mike Evans every week, but it's I want to get him out of my face because 
He's supposed to be my wide receiver one, not my third best wide receiver. Yep. Zay Jones played better than him last week. So, damn. Yeah, little peeved at my dynasty league mates right now, or my dynasty teammates, I should say. Paul, who do you have for your last get that corn out of my face? So, yeah, I'm gonna throw a little curveball. I, I and I want to talk about this guy just a little bit. I know we talked about Rashad White last week, but I have a better, I have a better one than this. After this, real quickly, Leonard Fournette hobbled even with Rashad White is starting to slowly take over that role after the bye week. I think this is make or break season. If you're a Lenny Fournette owner and after the bye, Rashad White handles 70, 75% of the workload. I wouldn't start Lenny after that, but no, we talked about him a little bit before, but today I want to talk about a quarterback who I think passes the eye test. He's super fun to watch, but just as from a fantasy perspective, you got this guy in the fourth, third, even third, fourth, fifth round. And there are guys that you could have pulled off of waivers. We're talking Justin Fields. We're talking Geno Smith. We're talking even Jimmy Garoppolo has played better than this guy lately. And that is Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert and the Chargers have been. Yeah. Justin Herbert and the Chargers have been absolutely abysmal these last couple weeks. You guys know I hate Brandon Staley. I'm not going to kick a dead horse. I think he's a fraud. I think he always is a fraud. He's like a politician at the mic. He like tells you one thing. And then when it comes to Sunday, you're like, that wasn't anything that you said was going to happen. And (laughs) you're so right, Paul. Yeah. And so I think Justin Herbert has not eclipsed 13 points in his last two games. Oh my God. Dude, that's so bad. And then even he had a good game against Seattle, which again, Seattle's defense is questionable. But before that, Eight, 14. He did have 21 on Houston. I think I could put up 21 against Houston. And then another 12 points against Jacksonville. It's just the Chargers right now look abysmal. They're missing Keenan Allen. They're missing Mike Williams. Just Brandon Staley is the worst coach in football. I don't know how he still has a job, probably because he's a politician. But right now, Justin Herbert is last in the league in air yards per attempt with that giant cannon of an arm. He's dinking and dunking, and that that goes to show that it's coaching. We've seen Justin Herbert play great, fantastic football. But right now, he can't be trusted. So if you have Geno Smith, if you have Jimmy Garoppolo, if you have Justin Fields, absolutely fire those guys into your QB1 spot. If you, The only way you're starting Herbert is if you have a super flex option. And even then, if you have some decent wide receivers on your bench, I would consider starting them over Herbert. In your do, super you, do you start Cole Komet on your super flex over Justin Herbert? 100%. No. <laughs> dude, it, it's, dude. A, it's a no-brainer. For, oh, I would rather week, die. Maybe. Next week, maybe. Who do the Chargers play this week? The Chargers play... Because Komet has a good matchup, so I might stay, say Komet this week. Don't they Herbert play the Chiefs? Yeah. Oh, Herbert plays really well against the Chiefs, typically. So I would definitely take Herbert. I don't know, man. I'd rather just go for the home run. Like, I play fantasy football to win, not to play smart. I want to hit home runs on every single pitch. Uh, oh, you got to play smart, bro. Come on. Sometimes. I know what you, that's you no play fun. to win. You don't play to not lose. Yeah. That's what I meant, John. Win. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I meant. I know what you I meant. got you. I know what you meant. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Justin Herbert, the surprising, get that coin out of my face player. But – That will actually do it for all of our players in this episode. So thank you all for listening. We will be back next week. 
And as always, we are the Eye Test, a fantasy football podcast on Apple and Spotify. We are on TikTok, the Eye Test Pod One. We are newly on YouTube, so if you're listening there, welcome. And we are also on Instagram, the Eye Test Pod One, or not Pod One, no one at the end for Instagram. But thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Peace. See you guys. See ya. I hate you, Brandon Staley. <laughs>